very good afternoon to uh, all of you. I'm Steve DiCostanzo, the uh, general manager of listener-supported nonprofit community radio, WPKN. We're at 89.5 FM, and we are in the heart of uh, Bridgeport, our beautiful new studios here on Fairfield Avenue. And this is a chance for me to do uh, a kind of look at uh, things that are happening both inside uh, here at the WPKN and also kind of engaging community members uh, to get some of their buy-in as well. And uh, so today I'm really happy to have a couple of uh, good friends and also some uh, people that I don't know that well. But uh, I'm going to start off by introducing uh, the guest today, Suzanne Kachmar, Director of City Lights Gallery in the Bridgeport Art Trail, Lauren Coakley-Vinson, who is the President and CEO of the uh, Bridgeport Downtown Special Services, on the phone, I've got uh, Jason uh, Coombs, who is involved with Greater Bridgeport Pride and the Bridgeport uh, Film Fest. Um, and also, uh, yeah, WP Can Show. He's one of our own programmers, and his show is called Jay in the City. I also have Mike Rohr, who's going to be joining us, uh, Director of Entrepreneur Foundation, Inc., here in Bridgeport. He's also an owner of the Emporium. I will be talking with uh, Vita Muir, who is uh, the founder an executive uh, a director of the Litchfield Jazz Festival that is uh, going to be happening not this weekend, but next weekend. And then I'll be finishing the hour with uh, Jim Faith, who is um, a founding member of the Long Island Hall of Fame. And he produces uh, the Great South Bay Music Festival in Patchogue, which is starting this Thursday. So um, it's going to be a good show. And I'm looking forward to uh, having a good conversation with uh, many of our guests here. Uh, let's uh, start off. Um, uh, I think, Lauren, why don't we, we start off a little bit with the Downtown Special Services District. You know, I've been really honored to be a member of the marketing committee of this group. And there are so many interesting things happening in Bridgeport that I really wanted to have uh, – I really wanted to have uh, Lauren on because th- there's just so many different elements uh, uh, and kind of good news that is emanating from Bridgeport. It doesn't always get out, but uh, maybe talk a little bit about uh, what your role is and even kind of explaining, because every time I say uh, like the DSSD, people look at me cross-eyed. And, you know, <laughs> uh, but talk about how that, you know, is kind of a, it, it's 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 for improvement, right, right downtown? Absolutely. Yeah. So the downtown special services district is uh, we are operating under the name of Colorful Bridgeport. So hopefully people are a little less cross-eyed when you talk about it. Um, but we're a community-driven organization focused on. Um, keeping the neighborhood clean, safe, beautiful, and promoting all of the wonderful events, destinations, and activities going on. Um, So Colorful Bridgeport is how we spread the good news about um, all of the exciting things going on downtown. Um, So yeah, we, we have a team of ambassadors who keep the neighborhood clean and safe. And we work with amazing partners like many of the people you just mentioned that are, that'll be on the show. 
um, and who are on our special events and marketing committee. So thank you for your service. Sure. Um, to come up with great ideas that we get to implement. Mm-hmm. Um, and funding is, is it from the, the mayor's office? Is it uh, grants? It's a mix. Taxing? Yeah, it's a mix. The property owners who own buildings in the district, in the downtown, pay a little bit extra on their property tax bill. So it's not coming out of the general fund, but it's extra money that goes in that is directly reinvested into the neighborhood. So there's a big chunk of property tax dollars, again, that are um, extra on top of the bill of the property owners who own downtown. And then we do, yeah, we do uh, uh, do some grant requests and we also have uh, fun things like um, banners on the light poles that people sponsor. Yeah, and so right, thank you to right. WPKN for doing that. Yeah, so yep. that's that's kind of a, a new project, right? You just, uh, they've, they're almost all up now. Yes, yes. Yeah. The new new round of banners are up now, so please check them out. Yeah. Um, How many did you put up, roughly? Uh, 75. Okay, yeah. good, yeah. Uh, I've seen them, and uh, ours is right uh, in front of the, the Bijou building, so that's yeah. really exciting. Uh, Bridgeport Restaurant Week took place. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I think... Uh, Really, a, a, a great a great event that hasn't taken place for I don't know twelve years or something a while. like that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so uh, it was good to good to have that, and I, I you know we were involved with that. I think yes. DSSD obviously you were yes. having your ambassadors help out and uh, get involved. So um, the farmers market collaborative is I know is a, a, a big part of what you do in the summer anyway. Yes. Talk a little bit about uh, those. I just I always go to the Black Rock Farmers Market, but I also yeah. went to uh, downtown Thursday. It's great uh, to have you there yeah, last week. Yeah, found some good produce, yeah. for sure. Hope you'll come out again. Um, yeah, so at Restaurant Week, we um, came upon that as an interest from the restaurants after we did a little uh, neighborhood research and needs assessment. And they all said, hey, we should have one. We have a great collection of restaurants in Bridgeport in downtown, but in all the other neighborhoods as well. Um, so we had about de- 20 downtown restaurants that participated, and we hope this will continue on into the future. Um, our partners in the city of Bridgeport and uh, Bridgeport Regional Business Council really helped out to make that um, the first year in a long time. <laughs> yeah, no, I was uh, very impressed and uh, the, some real diversity, and yeah. I, I love the music. Uh, there was uh, some music that uh, from a, a DJ I do know and totally respect. Uh, it was music from all around the world. Yes. So what, what could be and, better? And our farmer's market um, for there, in Bridgeport, we actually have nine farmer's markets. As you mentioned, Black Rock and downtown. Um, but there are other farmer's markets on uh, you know every every day of the week except for Monday. Um, wow, that's East, incredible. Yeah, yeah, East End, East Side, Reservoir. Mm. Um, and the hospitals and, and so on. Um, and yeah, at our at our market, we have live music every week from a range of different types of performers. And um, we had our favorite DJ Shaki um, out with us last week. And we'll have many others coming up every Thursday um, from 1030 to 2 in McLeavy Green. Well, some other things that have been popping up in <laughs> downtown Bridgeport are lots of um, skaters. Yes. Roller skaters, to be precise. Precise, yeah. You know, it's a little bit like Central Park uh, when, you know, in the uh, got the big circle of uh, people skating and uh, music blaring, and yes. uh, it's really a fun event. So, to, what is talk about skateboard? Uh, there are they aligned and uh, they, associated with DSSD? Yes, we we try to support community events as as much as possible that are located in the downtown um, and skateboard. There's another one coming up this Saturday. Yeah, because um, it's not every it's not every Saturday, right? Right. Yeah, uh, just, it's a couple times a month. 
Um, so there's one coming up this Saturday. Um, and so Golden Hill Street over by the post office or Berlinetta or NBA Lab, any of those businesses might be a, a reference point. Um, the, a group of roller skaters take over the street, and there's a beautiful painted mural to kind of inspire fun skating around in different directions. Yeah. And we're just the only thing we don't have at this point is a disco ball, but we do have live music right. there as well. And the, the park, uh, I guess, what is it? Is there an official name for that? The green, or what is it? It's it's been called no, Post no. Office Square. Post Office Square. Yes. Okay. But yeah. there's some fun seating. There's bocce courts. Um, there's always food truck or two over there. Um, and and there's a ton of open green space where people play soccer or football or what what have you. Mm. Um, it's yeah, a fun no, time. It's, uh, it's it's great to, again to see kind of the vitality uh, in in downtown Bridgeport. Uh, the other thing that you, you cannot you can't miss is these beautiful murals now that have popped up on the sides of different uh, buildings. And I guess it's just the um, the beginning. I mean, yes. So I think there must be what at least. 12, 10, 12 up now? Yes, and uh, more coming. Uh, yeah. We do, yeah, so please uh, go to our website. Um, uh, if you go to arts on the homepage or if you uh, navigate to the murals page on our site um, through the create here drop down option, um, our website's colorfulbridgeport.com, yeah. um, you'll find all of the murals that are currently up in downtown. And then we have about 10 to 12 more coming soon. This summer mm. is going to be very busy That's great. painting. Well, yeah. you know, for those who get to travel to other cities uh, and see, you know, there are certain cities that stand out where they have really tried to do um, uh, kind of expansive um, outfitting of of buildings with these murals, and uh, I mean Bridgeport now is you know in the in the hunt. Mm-hmm. So I think it, I think it looks fantastic. So great great uh, work on that. Well, thank you to the many local artists who applied and have been working on uh, creating a community of of artists here, and to Suzanne so much for building the infrastructure that allows this kind of project to happen. Well, and Suzanne is another um, kind of. Oh, just a a catalyst, you know, for change and positive change. I mean, uh, here we are. We're talking about uh, the art trail, you know, that she does, uh, organizes every November. And then, of course, um, Pride, which is... uh, it's not in June, where no. a lot of people celebrate. We, yeah. we we sometimes do things a little differently. Yeah, right? yeah. There might be a reason for that. Yeah, of course, but. there is. Um, you know, first of all, New Haven Pride is in September, right? Okay. So it's people are starting to understand that if you shove everything into June, people just won't come because yeah. what are you going to pick? And you know, um, Mil- um, there's Middletown Pride, there's New York City Pride. I mean, competing with those are kind of tough, and we don't want people to make that choice. We want them to enjoy that. So we have. Have consistently done ours in near the end of July, and uh, which is convenient for me because that gives me time then to do the art trail after that <laughs> when for November. But um, people in the community, these 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 conversations go on year round about pride plannings and different things. People know that that's when Bridgeport does there. So yeah. we started to create a pre- precedence, and so we feel that would be kind of. A little disruptive mm. if we decided to change right. it. Right. Well, so. I'm looking at a, a, a card that has all the different activities yeah. for Saturday, July 29th, and also Sunday. Now, now we should just maybe go down 
kind yeah. of quickly mm-hmm. to summarize because uh, it's a big day uh, yeah. Saturday July 29th and it, it gets uh, what it kicks off with uh, with what event the Pride March we switched it around this year we are doing the Pride March first it'll mm-hmm. uh, meet at the painted steps which were just beautifully repainted which they look great thank you Liz and thank you to DSSD for that um, but so we'll meet there and we'll step off at two and it's about a maybe half an hour 40 minute March because depending on how many people show up. We always have Lady Blaze, our stilt walker, who starts it with uh, the police escort. And then we'll, we'll end up back at the Wheeler Park, which is basically across the street from City Lights right. Gallery. a little different, right? Yeah, a little different. But yeah. we're creating like a festival experience mm-hmm. with City Lights as the cog and the park. Right. And, you know, as I'm talking, I just want to also bring in uh, Jason Coombs. Jason, if you uh, are there, say, say hello. Hello, I am here. <laughs> well, we're just starting to talk a little bit more about uh, uh, Greater Bridgeport Pride, and, and uh, uh, it's a full day, July 29th. Uh, we were just talking about the Pride March. Now, uh, Unity in the Park is at Wheeler Park. It's right. a little bit of a different uh, yeah. look. What, tell, tell us, uh, either either one of you uh, want to talk about uh, Unity in the Park. Uh, what is, what's that going to be uh, all about? You want to, yeah. Jason, you want to take a stab sure. at it? Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we wanted to expand on what Pride has been, right? Um, it's been around for 12 amazing years so far, and we wanted to expand on what we're doing. So, you know, we wanted to add more family-friendly activities. Mm-hmm. We wanted to add, you know, some performances in the park. We wanted to make sure, like, our voices are loud and proud and get people excited about Bridgeport. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Community at the end of the day. You know, we chose this. um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say about the environment. We chose this park because it's got park benches and trees. It's it's like a mini McCleavy Green. And we just feel like, you know, the proximity to the gallery and with the patio party, it was a nice fit for us. Go ahead, Jason. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, that's perfect. And, you know, we're super excited because we have, you know, a very special guest performer, uh, Sawyer Fredericks, who was a winner of The Voice is going to be our headliner performance, and it's a free event for families. There'll be a live band called Fame and Fiction, who are Connecticut natives, but have been you know, performing in the South in Nashville. And then we have three really great drag queens that are going to be entertaining as well. Cool. Plus, Good. we're going to have like drag queens doing face painting, and we have circus moves, teaching circus tricks for kids, and we have over 30 vendors and food That's trucks. Nice. Thanks to the support of Lauren and DSSD. So it's a super, super exciting Fantastic. weekend. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to have our tent there. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. So we have, uh, I know Bana, mm-hmm. Bana Sue, and also uh, Andrew Ross are going to be there uh, with the WPCAN tent mm-hmm. uh, at the Unity in the Park. Now, a little later in the afternoon uh, at your uh, place at City of Light. business, yeah. City Lights, the beautiful City Lights Gallery yeah. uh, at the top of the uh, the, the painted steps. Yep. Uh, talk about the VIP patio party, okay. what, what you're doing to set that up. Well, first of all, I want to thank Healthcare Advocates International for sponsoring the patio party this year. Um, 
but it's in honor of the Outwork show and also to give people an opportunity to come and chill out under a tent and have some catered food and a, a cocktail. Well, it'll be wine, and um, we're working again with Trevi uh, Lounge, who will help us too. So that's a $10 admission for that, which will be supporting our LGBTQ programming that we do year-round and help pay for this um, quite this um, – it's a, it's a big project we're doing. You know, we've really probably doubled our efforts, and so, of course, we need – double the money to do it. But um, we're very excited about it and I, I'm i very excited that right. we've been able to pull it off. So anyway, so that'll be a fun thing and yeah, I think PKN will be DJing there. Well, I think there, I think we will be. Yeah, yes. uh, with our GM here. I don't know. We'll see who's going to yeah. do it. Who's going to show up. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, Somebody better show yeah, up. Yeah, no, I, they will. <laughs> uh, and then we, but uh, it's in conjunction with the exhibit. The Outworks, exhibit, right? right? Outwork. Talk yeah. a little bit about uh, that. Uh, that yeah, is, sure. is actually opening that e- evening. Right. right. So that'll be, op- yeah, the or gallery afternoon. will be open yeah. at noon, but the reception will be at 530. Mm-hmm. But, um, and the gallery is free and open to the public, right? And it's our regular gallery hours. It's called Outwork. Um, it's celebrating um, you, um, the our Greater Bridgeport Pride event. But um, we have 30 artists in that show, and we have some new artists that I'm very excited about. We have a painter. His name is Joe Anino, whose work I think people will really enjoy. He's a fresh for us, so we're excited about him. Another person is a photographer, Julia uh, Genzano, who is somebody that's known in the community too. So so we have artists that have been showing with us before and new ones as well. Three-dimensional work as well mm, as photography. It will be a good show. Yeah. Again, we're talking about not this coming Saturday, but the, the following Saturday, the 29th mm-hmm. and the 30th for Greater Bridgeport Pride. And there's also a variety show at the Bijou Theater. Right. And, and who's uh, are you all organizing that together? Well, you know, Ricky Mestri, who started yeah. this, mm-hmm. um, he's the one that came to City Lights 13 years ago and said, you know, would we do a queer art show? And uh, actually, we found out we were the first one in Fairfield County. Um, he... Um, not only did he bring us that inspiration, but then he's the one who said, let's do a street fair. Let's do a march. Let's do a variety show. So every year he's uh, done this. And now we have this great group of 19 who said, let's do unity in the park. Right. Let's add Krabby Cabaret. But the pride show, um, pride variety show is still uh, Ricky produces it and puts it together. Okay, good. So, yeah. And uh, we have our Liberace back too, uh, David Mayoko, who started his career, his shtick, I would guess you'd say, you know, his tribute to Liberace at the Bijou. So it's a homecoming cool. for him. As I know well. the, um, the following uh, evening, so that's going to be Sunday, uh, July 30th. Uh, Jason, maybe do you want to talk a little bit about the Krabby Cabaret? I think you've been involved in in some of the different, the, you know, the previous uh, performances. Yeah, we've had a couple sold out uh, Krabby Cabaret shows and, you know, they're they're just the way of um, our performers, local performers. We have a couple of performers from New York who are Bridgeport natives and they're back to do something a little different, right? Typical uh, cabarets are kind of just like musical theater and it can be a little bit on the cheesier side, <laughs> but we make it more sassy and a little bit more, um, you know, saucy and add a little bit of a queer flair to it this year, uh, which is going to be really fun. And we have uh, David A. Correa, who's going to be the host. He's known as a pop culture professional, and you know he's a native of Bridgeport, and he's been killing it as a director of New York City Entertainment Pride for a couple of years. And he's coming back to his hometown to host that show, and it's an amazing lineup of, yeah. of fourteen performers who are doing covers of Elton John and, and SZA, and their voices are amazing. They're like Broadway quality performers. Mm. 
Well, I mean, it's just, uh, it's it sounds like it's been taken to the nth degree this year. I mean, yeah. it was pretty impressive last year but Thank it just you. gets it gets uh, bigger and better yeah. and uh so many um uh, you know people involved and want to make it work it's yeah. just it's a beautiful thing i want to yep. mention mm-hmm. two websites so there's yes, um, bridgeportpride.com and there's also there's a newsletter that'll come out tomorrow and i'll have a little snippet about everybody of a picture of all the performers and all the events that are happening and that'll be the bridgeportarttrail.org that'll go up on the news uh, on our website as our newsletter we're doing a special edition just about pride and then of course all that stuff will be up on social media too excellent good well lauren thank you so much uh, for thank coming you. in from the dssd and suzanne always nice thank to you. have you here uh with uh, wp can and uh, jason thank you so Yay, much and jason. i can't wait uh for uh the week uh, the following week yeah. on saturday and sunday Yep. For sure. All right. We'll, we'll be right back with our next guest right here, the GM Report to the listeners on WPKN. Stay tuned. Uh, yes, it was uh, nice to uh, talk with uh, the DSSD here in Bridgeport with Lauren, who runs that, does a great job, and Suzanne Katchmar with uh, so many different uh, projects uh, in and around uh, Greater Bridgeport. And let me uh, shift gears a little bit, and I wanted to introduce uh, Mike Rohr, who is. Um, the president of a group called the uh, Entrepreneurship Foundation. It's a 501c3, and it supports uh, entrepreneurship, education, execution uh, programs, um, you know, in all, all different aspects of, of Connecticut. I've, uh, when we were over at UB, I remember seeing him uh, as well. Uh, I've, I've, you know, seen and heard about him for a long, long time. And then all of a sudden he moved right downtown uh, near WPKN and has a, a company called The Emporium, a storefront that uh, is quite attractive and, and intriguing. Uh, has um, books, beautiful books. Uh, it has uh, in, uh, really high quality uh, LP records and then products by local startups and, uh, and historical ephemera, which uh, I'll probably let him talk a little bit about. But when I was over there, you know, I, I go and periodically look at some of the albums and and some of the books. And but he's always got a lot of interesting uh, things happening. But I saw that um, uh, he was running what I guess he was calling well, it's like a summer intern program. And maybe you could just talk a little bit about that, kind of melding that in with your entrepreneurship that you have done, you know, academically at uh, you know different colleges, et cetera. For sure. Uh, thanks, Steve. Uh, pleasure to be here. Uh, right. It was a long commute. It took me like 10 seconds to get here. Hold on for one second. We got a little mic mix up here. Okay. Try that. How's that? That's, oh, I, that's I, perfect. I, that's yeah, better. Uh, thanks, Steve. Good to be here. As I said, at all of a ten-second commute to get here. We're, we're two doors down from you guys, so it's 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 great. But uh, yes, when you popped in to uh, get your vinyl fix, uh, we had uh, five interns there from the community, uh, young people who um, needed some uh, summer employment, and the workplace uh, was kind enough to arrange for them to uh, help us out, mm-hmm. which is also a, a short commute away, right? Yeah, yes, that's right. right across the street, so. <laughs> right. This is a kind of a power power lane here. That's in right. That's right. Fairfield right? Avenue. Right. In fact, we're doing uh, in a couple of weeks. We're going to do some walking tours of Fairfield Avenue. We, we've identified about seven major historic things that occurred here, but I, I won't. Uh, 
uh, doing any spoilers right now. Okay. But, um, and we can talk about that on another show. But uh, these young people are great. And what we're having them do is to help the other young entrepreneurs. So when people start businesses, they need a good idea. They need some mentoring, which and we can provide that uh, through the Entrepreneurship Foundation as well. People can stop by the Emporium any Thursday, Friday, or Saturday afternoon, and just you know, talk to me confidentially if they have an idea for right. a, a business. Um, and because you actually like when I when I was there and we talked a little bit, uh, you were mentioning that you have about uh, uh, at least 20, 20 plus uh, right. local. Uh, I guess I use the word artisans, but it really they're entrepreneurs. They have their they have a product that yes, they, they're I, thinking about. I would about. say some, some of the items are crafty, but, but some are rather industrial, yeah. if, if you will. They're not necessarily homemade. Uh, we've got <laughs> one is very homemade, uh, Judy Apicella, who I love. She raises alpaca sheep or in here in Connecticut. You don't think of, of this being like a ranch you know, kind of state. She shears her sheep, and then she has products made out of that wool. Hmm. She has uh, socks, uh, keep it cozy in the winter. But she also has a, a new product that uh, we have at the, at the store that she's uh, trying to launch, and that is pet blankets. Hmm. And it's uh, you can't get any more all natural for yeah. a pet blanket than, a good idea. than wool. And, and the, the the pests just you know gravitate to it. So it's great to see you know this innovation, this creativity. Uh, for folks here in, uh, in in the area, because you know, Steve, we've got to get back to making things here in America, or else learn how to speak Mandarin. Because you know we're we're, we're losing that you know from our from our genes. But so these young people, or like Judy, they're making things. They're talking about vertical integration, you know, from the raising the, the sheep to, mm-hmm. to to making the uh, uh, the blankets, but. Uh, we have another group of guys uh, just graduated from University of Bridgeport, Black Bottle, and they have great products. Yeah, I saw steel that. water nice. bottle. Yeah. I mean, that's not something you know you you, you make make by hand. But we were able to connect them with the NBA. They got a license, and you know these guys are off and running. We also connected them to uh, some some uh, capital through Community Economic Development Fund. So whatever people need, we try to identify their next need and try to connect them to that resource. But one resource that people sort of don't think about when they're starting a business, think about, well, I need product and I need capital and so on, but you need customers. And that, that's probably the most right. important thing you need. So the idea of the Emporium that we expanded from you know, books and records to try to help out local people is that it gives – they're in business. You put a product in a store, you are in business. And that's, that's a hurdle, and it gives them more confidence to mm-hmm. grow. But actually, Steve, you know, we need a dozen places like the Emporium around the state for right. outlets for people. You've, seen other, you've, you've seen other types of like, these like kind of incubator type yes. of storefronts in other cities. In, in, in other yeah. states, uh, particularly um, quite, you know, large, like yeah. four or 5,000, 10,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. And I, I would hope that the state and, and the feds would, would get behind this kind of initiative. Right. Because we've got to keep reinventing ourselves. I did some research for the Bridgeport Regional Business Council a few years ago. They were doing like a 125th anniversary. And they wanted to know how many companies were still around from 125 years. Mm. Like almost none. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Companies and cities mm. go through a life cycle, a yeah. sort of a birth and growth and maturity and then decline. I mean, 
you know, we used to make sailing ships here. There's not a big call for sailing ships. We used to make corsets here. <laughs> not a lot of people <laughs> rushing into the Macy's to buy corsets. So those are just a couple of examples of why we need to come up with new ideas mm-hmm. all the time, like the black bottle, like like Judy's pet blankets. And uh, Jeff Roy uh, just opened up a business where uh, making coffee, grinding coffee and selling it. Um, we've got you know quite a variety of different mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, Park City Harvest is a group of uh, young fellows who are urban, find as, as urban farmers. Yes, yeah, I think they've been on with uh, Kevin Gallagher before. Yeah, it's a great story. But this is yeah. inspiring. Mm-hmm. Right? You see it people is. take these leaps of chance. So, you know, we've got to support them, Steve. Yeah. Well, you've been, you know, you've been doing this uh, for a number of years. And that's one of the things I, I really uh, admire is, you, you know, y- your passion. I mean, your passion to to uh, to mentor, your mm-hmm. passion to, uh, you know, work with uh, with interns, kind of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, um, you know, you're, you've, you're passionate about uh, vinyl records. <laughs> and but also when you talked about ephemera, I mean, you've got like lots of different collectibles uh, in your emporium. And so it's it's quite an interesting mm-hmm. and it's an incubator. It's a place where, you know, y- your entrepreneurs are coming and, and you're talking shop and you're talking mm-hmm. capital and you're talking about marketing plans. And they help and, each other. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So good for you. I mean, it's uh, it's unusual. I don't think there's anyone else in Bridgeport that uh, you know is doing anything close to what you might be uh, doing. Uh, it's um, it's uh, you've been doing it now for you know how many years? Would you say? Oh, uh, at least two or three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of other resources out yeah, there yeah. as well, Steve. And so I think it's important that people find out about them. Um, and I can steer people in, in yeah, to please other, do, uh, 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 other resources uh, as, as well. Yeah, yeah. if you could um, just uh, maybe give give uh, our listeners some of your URLs in terms of uh, either on the entrepreneurial side or even on you mm-hmm. know the Emporium side because I think that would be sure. good. Uh, you can find us at emporiumct.com, uh, www.emporiumct.com. Uh, find out what's going on there. Um, we've got, for example, this weekend coming up, we've got a couple of the the entrepreneurs will be showcased on Saturday afternoon. Brittany Beans, who has uh, shea butter, some jewelry, and other products. Uh, David Zaldowski. Zald- uh, from uh, Southern Connecticut State, who makes uh, 3D avatars, and uh, the Black Bottle guys. Uh, fascinating right. guys to, to meet. To uh, if, if you want to be inspired, come and talk to these guys. And one more, which is um, ctentrepreneurs.us, ctentrepreneurs.us, where you can go and see these products by local entrepreneurs and buy something <laughs> and support mm, them. Very good. Well, thank, thanks, uh, Mike, for coming in. Uh, to WPKN. It's uh, good to have you as a neighbor as well. And, uh, you know, it's uh, yet another um, uh, another kind of charm of uh, of Bridgeport. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, thanks again. See you soon. Yep. All right, we'll be back with our next uh, guest, uh, Vita Muir from Litchfield Jazz in just a moment. I think we have, I think we have Vita on the line. Vita, are you there? Yeah, I certainly am. Good. Well, uh, it's nice to uh, to hear your voice, Avita Muir, 
uh, is, um, I'm sure, very busy right now. But I just uh, put up on social media, Vita, that, uh, you know, this is one of our favorite events, and that would be the Litchfield Jazz Festival. So I just wanted to tell our listeners that uh, Vita is the, the founder uh, and the executive artistic director of uh, Litchfield Jazz Festival, which is going to be not this coming weekend, but uh, next weekend, July 28th through the 30th. And it's uh, going to be held again in uh, Washington, Connecticut at the uh, Frederick Gunn School. Uh, beautiful place. Um, I was there last last year and was that was it last year? Was that the first time that w- you were at in the, that auditorium? Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Well, uh, congratulations again. This is your 28th uh, festival, if I did my math correct. Um, You did. Yes. Well, again, a lot of people, uh, if they have not uh, heard about the Litchfield Jazz Festival and they haven't heard about, uh, you know, your uh, wonderful curation of of the development of this event, maybe tell uh, our listeners just a little bit about uh, kind of what what got you involved in the first place and, and talk a little bit about... You kind of your role in keeping jazz alive because you really are are one of the the key players here in Connecticut for sure. And the keeping jazz alive part of the equation uh, all revolves around really essentially around our running Litchfield Jazz Camp, which from which I am speaking to you now, and uh, which has been running for twenty seven years. And I I planned for the camp before I did the festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did it the year after the festival. In uh, 1996, we started the festival. And in 97, we started the camp. Because by that time, I was about 25 years in to the uh, not-for-profit that I formed in 1981, the parent organization is called Litchfield Performing Arts, and we had been doing classical music for years, and we had some of the finest players in the world, the Tokyo String Quartet, the Cleveland, the, you name it, the Emerson, and um, the the issue was that it got harder and harder to get an audience because uh, it was a very old audience, and it quite literally died. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew something had to change it, so I I, um, I started varying the kinds of things that we did on the on the classical series, and we added dance, and we added theater, and then we piloted jazz. Mm, yeah. We did some shows around the area in different venues, and and then I decided that um, we should go forward in '96 and just do a festival because uh, it was something we could do in the summer in an area where lots of tourists came because Litchfield County is a is a travel destination and so it began and um you know with um a wonderful reception and yeah. we've been doing that ever since and and I understand that the numbers were were great for the jazz camp this year they uh, were yeah. they were probably the best in 25 years yeah well that's um, good to hear i mean you know that there's i'm looking uh i'm in one of the studios here at wp i'm actually looking into the next studio um, and <laughs> so, um, I mean, we are, you know, I'm looking at Rick Patrone. 
So Rick Patrone is, uh, you know, was on the festival. Definitely in, on, uh, on the festival. Part of the festival is at the festival. I've 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 gone up with him uh, to see different acts. Uh, but I guess what I'm getting at is that there's definitely a resurgence of jazz, and I, I mean we just feel it. Basically, if you listen to our playlists, uh, uh, more and more of our programmers are are delving into uh, to different aspects of jazz. You yeah. know, and I see that, like for example, I'm kind of skipping around, but I, I see that uh, for your your jazz brunch, you're going to be doing Latin jazz. Uh, on Sunday, and uh, and you know we've got a couple of our programmers who are really like just love to play uh, Latin jazz, and also I mean myself, I'm playing sometimes trad jazz, but I'm also uh, there's a kind of a youth quake in a way yes. uh, that um, yeah. is marrying kind of uh, it's it's a little bit non traditional, but it's kind of uh, urban kind of urban sensibility or urban beats with kind of trad jazz as well and uh, kind of next gen of jazz so to speak uh but right. it's uh, you know there's a it's a, there's a real vitality i think and uh i know last last year it seemed like um there was just a wonderful turnout and i'm sure you're going to get another great turnout as well we've been promoting it quite a bit so thank you very yeah. much um these kids maybe i you know maybe it's connected too to the fact that they have access to so much stuff mm-hmm. so they all have spotify they all have access to, to music and they they get really serious about uh, you know scoping it out yeah. and, and and learning to yeah no there's a listening lot listening to uh, standard uh, the, the kind of material they should know to have the background they right. need to do this music well talking yeah. about next gen I, I've got to hear you maybe talk a little bit about Brandon Goldberg who's uh, uh, what is he seventeen years old I or something like that going to do that Brandon Goldberg <laughs> is seventeen. And he came to us when he was 10, to say the very to, least. To the camp. I him very yeah, yeah. thoroughly. His reference was Emmett Cohen, mm-hmm. because he knew Emmett because they were both in Florida. Okay. And um, so Emmett thought I could, you know, sort of hold my breath and go with it, and we probably could manage it. And we did. You know, it wasn't the simplest thing to work with an eager 10-year-old, but he was just <laughs> fabulous musically and, and personally. He was adorable mm. from the very beginning. Then he went on. I mean, he never stopped. He started playing the piano when he was three. And um, he uh, released his first record with a with professional sidemen when he was twelve, and he got four star review from Downbeat. And then he released another one. I think it was last year, and he got another four star review. Yeah, and he's amazing. Been flying. His mother is sainted, or she hasn't, you know, received a medal for this. She will. Mm-hmm. And she's been traveling with him for years because. Wow. He loves to perform, mm. and so she wants to make that possible yeah. for him. And, and, th- and so his uh, he's putting together maybe more than a trio, I think. I, I saw maybe more. Uh, he's, yeah. yeah, well, it, it, it's... It's his trio, like but it, with, with a lot of your, your, your kind of homegrown talent uh, he, for the uh, gala. Well, it, his, it's his bass player. Mm-hmm. And then he's being joined by Jimmy McBride, who is the only student who was even younger than Brandon when he started. Jimmy was eight when I found him and nine when he came to camp. Wow, amazing. And grew up just to be the most amazing drummer. And Brandon got to know him, you know, out in the world and asked to have him play in the group. And then we decided that um, 
uh, Don Braden would make the perfect special guest. Mm-hmm. They they know yep. each other they from the camp together. forever and ever, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. So it makes a really nice uh, Friday night. Right. They'll they'll be our top camp combo in the fourth week. We'll open for yeah. them, and then they'll take it from there. Now, and in you, front of that, we have a, a a little party. We we we're still calling it the gala. It's not fa- you know fancy dress, but it's a really nice event mm. and. The students, some of the students will be providing the music for that as well. Nice. Uh, if um, if uh, some of our listeners want to get tickets to the uh, gala uh, for the, on Friday night, uh, what would be the best um, website to go Kagan, to? Kagan, what, what's the best place to order tickets for the gala? Gala? Yeah. Um, they can just go on our website. Just send them to... Um, just at Litchfield Jazz Fest. Dot com and they'll okay. see order tickets good, on good. that. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Now Saturday uh, is really kind of the full day of right. of back to back musicians. Ahuda Shiri, uh, piano player extraordinaire. Steve Nelson, uh, great you know vibraphone player. Uh, champion Fulton, uh, a double double threat with uh, uh, piano playing and singing. Right and uh, Peter uh-huh, Bernstein. Uh-huh. On guitar, yeah. so that's uh, I mean, what a day you've put together! I, I I know it's been vetted here by all the DJs who are doing jazz. They're they're, they're pretty impressed with it. So um, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> who should? Uh, well, I, I'm going to try to get there. I, I'm going to. I guess it starts at noon, so that's a good start. It starts at noon yeah. and it runs till about six thirty. Right. Yeah. Now, um, Champion Fulton. I was reading a little bit more about her background because I, I had a chance to see Samara Joy, and she was outstanding, uh, obviously. Yeah. And uh, and I, I think I asked you. I, I said I couldn't remember if you had brought her to the festival, but of course you had. Right. <laughs> Samara, I had been watching yeah. since she was in her last year of college, through, through again through Emmett Cohen. Who Emma takes a lot of young people. I'm sure you've watched his live streams, and uh, he takes a lot of people under his wing and, and you know brings them along. Right. She was one of them, and so I saw her when she was 18. She did a New Year's Eve thing at Dizzy's, and uh, she was you know you could see she was frozen with with fear, but that did not stop her from singing incredibly well. Yeah. So I continued to keep my eye on her. In fact, I tried to hire her for the previous year, and she was unavailable. And I said, well, this isn't going to happen again. Right, so right. So I called the agent in September and said, book this. He said, well, we might want to do Newport. I said, that's fine. Newport's going to be on Saturday. We'll put her on Friday. Call Newport and tell them you're available. Nice, nice. So we got the whole thing settled straight off the bat. Mm. And she's just such a wonderful person. She is a lovely, lovely, intelligent, and incredibly talented young woman. Yeah, yeah I was pleased. Champion, um, I started watching in the same way. Gwen Calvert, um, who uh, does that wonderful um, magazine, uh, that um, goes out to um, all, all the clubs. Yeah, Take and the, help is it, that, 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 that's, Gwen's magazine. Right, right. Hot House. Yeah, told me about her years ago. She was not even. She was maybe twenty-one at the time. Hmm. So I started watching her. I went to places where she was playing in New York, and you know, I wasn't quite sure she was ready. And um, then I'd send, I'd send my daughter, Lindsay, who worked for me, Lindsay, you got to go here champion again. Tell me if we're at, you know, let's put her on the festival. 
And so we did that for a couple of years, and then we hired her. Mm. She came to play at festivals. She came and taught for us here. And, yeah, she's 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 very talented, and, and she's very entertaining, too. She has wonderful mature stage presence beyond her age. I was reading that um, she started um, uh, playing um, piano, uh, piano and performing with, with her own group at the age of 10. Oh, my goodness. She, her father was... Um, was uh, uh, um, they're, they're both uh, musicians, weren't they? Right. Yeah, yes. I forget who that. Her the... father's a flugelhorn player. Yeah. And she played uh, frequently with uh, mm. him when she was young. But he was a buddy of Clark Terry's. And Clark Terry was celebrating, a, I think, a 70th birthday. And so her group was hired. And she was, I don't know, 10 or 12. And her group was hired to play for his birthday party. That mm. was her maiden voyage. Cool. So she's she's got, you know, lots of right. experience in, in well, it's a great an audience happy. It's a great lineup. We're talking with Vita Muir, who is the founder, executive, artistic director of Litchfield Jazz Festival, uh, coming up uh, not this weekend, but uh, next weekend. It's uh, going to be a wonderful uh, uh, lineup. It starts on Friday with the gala and all day Saturday with the number of. Uh, of bands, four different bands, and then also the Sunday brunch. We didn't get around to talk too much about oh, that. We should but talk about the last I, act on Friday. Okay. Because oh, the Peter. special guest of that is the, the you know pretty much our headliner. Yeah, we we don't Peter? specifically have yeah yeah Peter Bernstein Quartet. We should uh, yeah talk. I've got to go in about two minutes, but if you could oh, okay yeah talk a little bit about Peter, and then again oh. uh, Litchfield Jazz. Dot com for anyone that's interested in more details or tickets, you know. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, Peter Bernstein Quartet. Peter's guest is is the NEA Jazz Master and now 80-year-old Dean of Drummers, uh, uh, Al Foster. So that'll be wonderful. Mm. His pianist is Adam Birnbaum, who won the, the Cole Porter Fellowship, uh, and Doug Weiss is on bass. And then Sunday... We have the brunch, which you mentioned, and that's being headed up by David DeJesus, who is not only the, the director of the jazz program at SUNY Purchase, but the head of the uh, Birdland Big Band and, um, uh, and um, uh, why am I doing this? <laughs> I, uh, well, that's pretty good just in and of yeah. itself. So we'll, we'll let, Birdland well, is, is, you know, we'll take that. Uh, Vita, I, I look forward to seeing you and... Um, Say hi to Lindsay too. I haven't I haven't had a chance to see her in a long time. I will just oh one more thing quick. Yeah, let's tell your folks that four nights a week, five nights a week, we have concerts here. Our faculty performs at the camp in the Tisch Auditorium, beautiful space. Okay, good. Um, and the concerts are uh, open and free to the public. They're all listed. Uh, and on our website. Wonderful. So okay. they should come and enjoy Good. that. Thanks, Vita. Again, Vita Muir, Litchfield Jazz Festival up in Washington, Connecticut. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. And it's going to be a good one. Thanks, Vita. Thank you All so much. Bye-bye. Right out. Thanks. Bye.
All right, on the phone we've got uh, the one and only uh, Jim Jim Faith, who is uh, they're starting to do some construction already because uh, this Thursday it's going to be the start of the Great South Bay Music Festival in Patchogue. So uh, yeah, Jim Faith is uh, boy, he's done a lot of stuff in the world of music, uh, concert and events production company, performing artist uh, booking agency. Um, he's been booking entertainment, producing shows for over thirty years, and. Uh, uh, he's also a founding member of the Long Island Music Hall of Fame, and I don't know if you're up on a on, on a, some sort of a high wire thing doing some sound sound uh, sound equipment, but um, how's everything going so far? Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. We had a huge storm here last night, so oh, no. we walked into a, a, a park full of uh, puddles and. Uh, yeah, so they had to bring in, uh, we had yeah. to bring in pumps to pump the water out. And I just went, I thought it was about done. I, I, it looks pretty good through the weekend. I, last year you had, uh, dream weather and, but I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, if we could just yeah, get it. I, to, I don't look. Yeah, I don't, I don't look. look <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about a couple of, uh, you're going to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Maybe it's easier if I read off some of the bands, but Electric Hot Tuna, Dave Mason on Thursday. Um, uh, Friday's usually kind of local bands, right? Dirty Heads, Goldfinger. Uh, no, 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 no. Friday is uh, the theme is actually uh, it's more of a, a rock reggae thing. Okay. So we've had uh, we've had Three Eleven, Sublime. Uh, this year we have Dirty Heads. Dirty Heads is returning. They were here a couple of years ago. Played with Sublime. Uh, they're not. I mean, they're all they're all from California. Uh, yeah. And uh, cool. Goldfinger. I don't know where they're from. Right. Well, Saturday's a big day. A lot of people are going to Phil Lesh and Friends, uh, Eric Krasno Trio. That's going to be uh, obviously pretty special. Sunday's Government Mule uh, with Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Evening, a really good mix. They're doing like, uh, and who's the one, which, which group was playing? Oh, yeah, Dark Side of the Mule. Government. They're playing uh, Pink Floyd. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I, you know, how many, how many stages do you have this year? We have four. We have three, um, and a, uh, a main stage, two side stages, and a, a children's stage. Yeah, and for people to get the tickets, what's the best way uh, for them to, you know, access uh, the, the website or what, what, whatever you have? Yeah, the, the, the website is the best. GreatSouthBayMusicFestival.com. Okay, good. GreatSouthBayMusicFestival.com. And, again, it's a Thursday. It starts this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm so sorry, Jim, that we have uh, we ran a little bit over overboard with some of the earlier uh, interviews. But I know that uh, you've got a full day, uh, and I, I, I wish you all the best in the setup. And I know it's going to be a special event because it's uh, it's really the biggest music event, you know, on Long Island. So uh, good for you. You've oh, done. You. It's been a tremendous uh, run, and WPKN has been ha- really uh, happy to to be you know help helping to promote uh, because we we have a big a big footprint in Suffolk County, and uh, you know a lot of our a lot of our our listeners really dig uh, Great South Bay Music Festival. So I'll let you get back to work. I know there's a lot of stuff cooking, but um, all the best to you. All right. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank. Thanks again. Take care, everybody. All right, see you. Um, unfortunately, I had to run that a little short. Uh, uh, this is Steve DiCostanzo, the GM of uh, WPKN, sending it back to you. Thanks.